If 95% of your daily actions are unconscious, the only way you can have a higher level of success than you currently are having is to influence those unconscious daily actions. Your success in each area of your life, whether it's your career or your marriage, comes down to the cumulative effect of your daily actions. Welcome to the Construction Disruption Podcast, where we uncover the future of building and remodeling. I'm Seth Heckman of Isaiah Industries, and with me today is co-host Ryan Bell. So Ryan, we are uh, getting to do this interview together. Uh, Todd is unable to join us this morning, uh, so excited about that. Uh, Todd usually kicks us off with a couple of dad jokes. I know you are uh, a connoisseur of dad jokes as well and have a couple for us to, to start off with here this morning. I do. Uh, wh- what do you call a factory that makes okay products? I do not know. A satisfactory. <laughs> there we go. That's a good one. <laughs> one more. How do you track Will Smith in the snow? No idea. You follow the fresh prints. <laughs> One of my favorites. So, uh, good deal. Yeah, I think I, I only have my Twitter account still active because I follow the uh, the dad jokes feed on there. So, those are uh, some, uh, some good ones. But, well, thank you, Ryan. For those of you listening, we know that uh, you know that here on uh, Construction Disruption, we cover a wide range of topics. Uh, All of them are focused on helping those in the building and remodeling industry uh, propel us to greater levels of success. Uh, So over our episodes, we have covered a a varied topics such as uh, new sales technologies, 3D printing, you know, worker recruitment and training, trying to solve the skilled labor shortage we're all all facing, uh, and even senior housing. Uh, but in this episode, we're going to take a look at those, you know, day-to-day practices which can create success for any of us. And we are joined today by John Mitchell. Uh, hailing from Austin, Texas, John is the founder of Think It, Be It, a human performance company for high achievers. Uh, John teaches the full secret to success from Napoleon Hill's best-selling Think and Grow Rich, and he teaches how to apply that secret in just 12 minutes a day. So, John, thank you so much. Welcome to Construction Disruption. Uh, appreciate you joining us here this morning. Hey, glad to be here. Fantastic. So just with that brief uh, and simple introduction, no doubt our listeners and viewers are anxious to hear what you have to say. Uh, John, you grew up in Texas, graduated from University of Texas at Austin. Uh, your background, you went into the business world as a CPA and eventually became an entrepreneur. Uh, and you had what most most folks would call a, a solid, you know, solid success, a great career. Uh, but then, about twenty years ago, you tackled finding uh, the full secret of think and grow rich. Uh, anxious to hear more about that, and that was really when you really blew the doors open for yourself, and you started helping others as well. Uh, so, what was your career up until about twenty years ago, and what brought you to this place of knowing that there had to be more out there for your career, your life, and uh, those around you? Well, Seth, like you said, I, I started out as a CPA, and when I got to be 30, I decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I launched into the uh, real estate industry as a, as a developer. But, and, and then in my 30s and 40s, I was in like seven different businesses. But when I hit 50, I just wasn't as successful as I thought I should be. And, and uh, you know, I had two goals in my life, to make enough money so I didn't have to work, and to find the women of my dreams. And, and so on both of them, at 50, I was falling short. And, you know, on the money, I always made 
200, $300,000 a year, but never close to seven figures a year. And as materialistic as this sounds, uh, I just did the math and I saw that to have the exceptional life I wanted, I had to start netting over a million dollars a year. And on the girl uh, at 50, I'd never been married, although I got to say, uh, I did a lot of interviewing. Uh, <laughs> although my friends would probably call it begging, I, I prefer to call it interviewing. But uh, uh, so at 50, I'm like, well, how am I going to change this 20 year history at low six figures a year? And so I don't know, probably three months after turning 50, it just comes to me one night go find the top book in the world on success and apply that book literally word for word to my life. So I'm like, that's a good idea. And, but I didn't know if there was one book above all others. So I get up that night and do the research, and I see that there's one book that's been read by 100 million people, and the next best-selling book on success has been read by less than 10 million people. And that book is Think and Grow Rich. And I bet both of you have, have read it probably, right? Yep, I have. Right, right. So I'm like, boy, this is perfect. This is just what I'm looking for. And so I'm like a heat-seeking missile the next day. I'm at the bookstore. I buy the book. I read the book. And then I discovered the problem. The, the book says there's a secret for success, but he only gives you half of the secret. It's on the reader to figure out the other half. Well, I'm, I'm bummed. I need the full secret. And uh, um, so I... I'd mope around for probably three weeks, and uh, one day I just wake up and I go, John, just man up and figure out the full secret. And so over the next two months, I just immerse myself in the book, and uh, I figure out the full secret and a a 12-minute-a-day technique to apply it. And so I, I start applying it to a new business I started in the reverse mortgage business, and like immediately my income starts doubling and doubling to where four years later I'm netting $5 million a year, which was 25 times what I'd ever made before. And of course I felt so blessed and, and, uh, but I could see why it was happening. I mean, for the first time ever, I was proactively influencing my autopilot. And, and I could just do things I could never do before. And they were all happening automatically without thinking. And it fit, truly felt like having a superpower. And I saw that it worked because I was focused only on what moves the needle. I tripled my discipline. Now I could do the habits I couldn't do before. And I had new ideas coming in my head consistently every week that just weren't coming in before. And, and I became fascinated that you can take two key scientific principles and so materially impact your success. And so to wrap this up, I, uh, I uh, wanted to share this with the world and I got enough money so I didn't have to work. And I guess about seven years ago, I sold my company and I, uh, about a month or two later, I met the former chancellor and president at the University of Texas. And he said, hey, you got a thesis at the University of Texas. And why don't we teach it together? And so that uh, uh, that started the, the process seven years ago. But my joy of life today is is teaching this superpower to driven entrepreneurs, just to 
uh, take their income to netting seven figures a year and, and make their path easier than mine was. Wow. Obviously, incredible pa- uh, power and in, in all that you learned and, and inspiring now taking that forward and, and helping others. So I have to ask, though, you, you netted the income. Did you find the girl? I did find the girl. Thank you for asking. Uh, and, and, you know, it's funny. Uh, it was all about the money back then. It, but, but I see that that was pale in comparison to finding my life partner and, and all the other things that sort of came from this process. The, the money was the external part of it, but the other parts were so much more than the money. You know, so much there that we'll want to unpack. For those of our listeners who haven't read Think and Grow Rich, can you share, you know, what half of the secret is in that book and then lead into uh, the other half you were left to develop on your own? Absolutely. So right at the start of the book, he says, there's a secret for success, but I'm going to give you half the secret. And the half that he gives you is that everything starts with a thought. Well, I'm like, okay, I buy that, but you know, where do I go from, from there, right? Um, I mean, I didn't argue with it, but, but you know, how do you, how do you, where do you go from there? And, that, and one of the things I saw with Thinking Grow Rich that was so unusual was they talk about how, how you should apply science to your life to up your success, which was an idea you know, that was foreign to me. And, and the, the book is based on one foundational idea, and that idea is that 95% of your daily actions are unconscious. And, you know, I think what's interesting about that is, you know, we hear so many facts that are thrown at us, and we don't really know what's true and what's not true. But think about that. If 95% of your daily actions are unconscious, the only way you can have a higher level of success than you currently are having is to influence those unconscious daily actions. I mean, it's, it's pure math because your success in each area of your life, whether it's your career or your marriage, comes down to the cumulative effect of your daily actions. So you've got to influence those daily actions because that's what determines your success. And since 95% of them are unconscious, the only way you can influence them is by proactively and with intention influencing the subconscious mind. I mean, it's amazingly simple. Don't, don't you think? Yeah. And, and just thinking back over the course of my day, I can easily see how it'd be 95% and more and um, beginning to you know, affect that huge chunk of time and energy and, and activity uh, would be a total game changer. Right. And, you know, here's, here's the other thing that's interesting about it. So once once you get the 95% of your daily actions from unconscious, that's the big domino. If you, get, if you get that and really believe that, and I encourage people to Google it if you, you doubt it, but once you get it, everything gets a lot simpler. And, and here's the fundamental problem that every one of us has. We're innately wired for survival. And, and, and couple that with 95% of your daily actions being unconscious, here's the effect of when, you're, when you open your eyes each morning, first of all, you're on autopilot most of the day, innately wired to be fear-based, reactive, and negative. Because that's because you're wired for survival. That's how you're innately wired, which, which was great when we were running from lions and daily survival was a, uh, a big deal. 
but it's exactly the opposite of the way you need to be if you want to be productive, creative, and happy. And, and so often I see with people that I work with, they tell me I have this innate feeling that I'm, work, I'm, I'm playing this game of life at, at 20 or 30% of my potential. And boy, that's, that, I would like to that too. Well, that's why, because if you're, if you're not doing anything to override that, that innate programming, of course you're operating way under your uh, potential. And, um, you know, I think this is so foundational to understand that, that you overcome your innate programming by overlaying a new programming that's, uh, again, based on thinking for rich, that, that uh, gears should be productive, creative, and happy instead of fear-based and reactive. Fantastic. I love that. Yeah, the, those three words of the goal of that transformation, productive, creative, and happy. Right. We can uh, be more of each of those three things. We're going to be more successful and more satisfied, no doubt. Right, right. Could I, could I share with you one other thing, sort of the science? I'm going to tell you sort of the secret and all that. But, but one of the foundational things, I think, for the audience to understand, besides, you know, the other things I've just mentioned, is that, Here's how the human mind works. The conscious mind sets your intention and it's influenced by logic. But the subconscious mind uh, is only influenced by repetition. And, um, and I'll give you an example of this. Uh, let's say you want to lose weight. Well, the, the intention to do, lose weight was determined by the conscious mind based on logic, but based on the health benefits. Well, the reason people aren't losing weight is not from lack of intention. It's, it's lack of influencing the part of their brain that controls their daily actions, meaning their, their exercise and their eating. And the, again, that part of the brain, and again, 95% of daily actions are unconscious, that part of the brain doesn't care about logic. It's, it's, it's actually controlled by a more primitive part of the brain that, that, is is influenced solely by repetition, and that's that's where this twelve minute a day technique comes in. Is is your your programming reprogramming your autopilot through this this repetition, and that's why it's so so powerful. I think does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, reading ahead of this interview and and listening to some others that you've done, you know, you you mentioned frequently these two key scientific principles. So just to make sure, yeah, we're we're clear on what those those two keys are. Is it this idea the subconscious versus conscious distinction? Yeah. And then the wired for survival element that you know we default to if we're not influencing the programming ourselves. Right. Right. You know, there's there's probably four or five sort of foundational scientific principles. And another one that's, that's pivotal is, I don't know if you know too much about the reticular activating system, which is basically the filter for the brain. And, uh, you know, when you program yourself properly, you bring in things into your consciousness that, that aren't coming in uh, now. And, and so uh, that's another key part of the science on it. Yeah, we all want to know then how do we take control of these these key elements that you know so often we're we're just are running in the background that we have no control over you know through this only twelve minutes a day that can can really transform our lives moving forward. Okay, well let me let me explain it. So 
So, as I mentioned, the part that it gives you is that everything starts with a thought. Well, once I had spent two months and immersed myself in, in it, I realized that the full secret is what you envision in detail on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. And what that really means is when you step back from your life and you create immense clarity, you know, exactly the person you want to be, exactly what you want to accomplish, and precisely how you're going to achieve your clearly defined goals, and you create that clarity, and then you feed that clarity to yourself 12 minutes a day, after about 21 days, the science kicks in and the magic starts to happen. The subconscious mind starts accepting that programming, and it influences those unconscious daily actions. And then the, the upgraded uh, daily actions create the life you want. I mean, it's powerfully simple. You follow that? Yeah, so through that repetition, you're helping your subconscious you know, see that vision for itself and start working toward that end? Is that is Right, that the... right. And, and, you know, here's another thing. The subconscious mind doesn't respond to things that are general. So, and that's the art of, of this, is as you're creating this clarity, you have to make it very specific. Like, you can't tell your subconscious mind, I'm going to be successful. Way too general. you got to explain to it, here's what successful looks like exactly. Here's the behaviors that I need to, to take to be successful. And, and so, um, and that's the other thing, sort of in this process of, of creating this clarity, you're, you're defining, here's the ideal me, it, myself, my, uh, regarding my health, regarding my marriage, regarding my spirituality, and regarding my business. So you create clarity and, and being specific in those five areas. And then you also define um, the improvements in each area. You're also essentially living your life quarter by quarter, and you're defining uh, three goals, one each quarter, one for your career, one for your marriage, one for your health. And you're, you're defining here is the goal, here's the why behind it, here's the three or four key behaviors. You're tracking sort of on the bottom of our template your performance on those behaviors. But um, again, it all only takes 12 minutes a day. How do you recommend laying this all out? I'm, I'm assuming it's part of your coaching is is this process for determining all this. Like I, I have a dream board that I created basically with mm. just images um, that cover like health and family and leisure and stuff mm. like that. And I, I do not do a good job of looking at it daily. I know I should open it up and look at it probably every day, but it sounds to me like there needs to be more to behind that process uh, to, to really train my brain down that path. Well, true. But, you know, kudos to you for doing what you're doing because you're this, this is the first sort of step to establish the, the goal. You know, it's, it's interesting. You remember the secret a while back? Y'all remember that? Are you too, y'all too young for remembering the secret? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it? well, well, you know, it was, uh, this is, oh, I don't know, around the year of 2000. And Oprah was big into it. It's a big thing, and, and it was sort of you envision whatever you want, and it will come to you. And uh, to some degree, it's based on thinking grow rich. But I'm like, whoa. 
it takes way more than just envisioning what you want and it comes to you. Sure, that's a part of it, but you got to identify the key behaviors as well. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, if you don't mind, let let me share something that's sort of personal that, that I don't always uh, share, but I think it's, it's pretty, it's pretty important. Um, and I'll be vulnerable. I may be a little, um, so, you know, you heard my story at 50 and, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to be more successful. Well, the other thing that was sort of going on in my life was my mom was dying of pancreatic cancer. And, and, uh, I remember like every day I'd go to the hospital after, after work and see her and, you know, spend time with her. And then I'd walk out in the cold, dark, uh, parking lot and just cry my eyes out because I knew I was losing her and, and I didn't want her to see me crying because then she would know that she was dying. She probably knew anyway, but, but, uh, and so this goes on for like two months and, and I see that what was really going on with me was like my parents gave me everything. They sent me to Jesuit high school in Dallas uh, you know, the best schooling, even though they probably couldn't afford it. And, and I'm there in that parking lot every night and I'm crying from my, from losing my mom, but I'm also crying from, you know, what am I doing with my life? I'm not making a, a, a difference in this world. I'm, I have an average life and, and, you know, I'm like, I hate the average life. I mean, I know I'm so, I'm capable of so much more that, you know, I'm not really honoring all that she gave me. And, you know, now I see that that is probably the thing that caused me to dig into thinking grow rich at the deeper level than anybody on this planet ever has. And, um, and I see that, you know, that, that appreciating how precious life is was such a, a game changer for me. And as I, started, you know, dealing with all that and, you know, it was obviously very emotional. One of the things that, that I started to look at was I'm like, you know, I think I'm a really competent entrepreneur. And, you know, if you'd asked me to rate myself on a scale of one to 10 as an entrepreneur, I probably would have rated myself probably an, an eight in my thirties and forties. Well, once I crossed over to netting seven figures a year, I'm like, whoa, I wasn't an eight. I was closer to a three or four. And I think this is the problem that a lot of people uh, make. You know, I I thought I was an eight because I worked harder than all my friends. Uh, but working hard doesn't necessarily uh, translate to being competent as an entrepreneur. And, and, and that was the confusing part of it. Uh, and, and I saw that once I got on the other side of netting seven figures a year, I saw what, uh, being competent as an entrepreneur really was. I mean, it's, it's being highly focused only on what moves the needle, you know, defining what that is and, and being myopically focused on it. It, it, it being, it means being highly organized. It means bringing in the wisdom of experts and, and, into your head on a consistent basis, basically using a system. Um, it, it, it requires stepping back 
for, from your business a couple of times a week and just thinking, deep thinking, which is something I, I'd like to teach your audience here at the end. Uh, and and there's, you know, three or four other key habits. And and so I, I as I work with clients, you know, um, I met, is, I, I do what I call mentoring plus methodology. That mentoring is teaching them that focus and the, the habits. Uh, but I think the thing that separates this from everything else in the human achievement field is that we make those habits and that focus show up automatically without thinking in your thoughts and actions. And, and I see that in the coaching business and the success in human achievement field today, generally what is, is taught is, is strategies and, and oftentimes really good strategies. But hey, you know, you got great strategies coming out your ears. What you gotta have is those great strategies show up automatically without thinking. And that's exactly what separates this from everything else in the human achievement field. And, and that's why I say, I refer to it as a superpower. Well, you know, it is a superpower. If you really can, can truly influence your autopilot, so stuff is happening automatically without thinking, that is a superpower. No, it, it makes perfect sense because, you know, you can work harder and you can move things forward, but working harder if still 95% of that effort is outside of your control, right. uh, it's still a key limiter. And so being able to take, harness that and um, take control and, and leverage it for what you want to accomplish, and you know, uh, do want to thank you for that vulnerability and that, you know, another key component of, of your story with your mom, and, you know, as we connect with folks, um, we hear so many that have those key moments through their life that really opens, uh, expands the perspective and, and opens up what success really means. Like means, and mm-hmm. we talk about these strategies and obviously making more income and being successful is is a part of that. Uh, but to what end, and and what do we then use that for? And uh, that's beautiful. So thank you. Sure, and and you know I I have people say to me, well this won't work on me. I'm like, hey. This works on everybody. It's, it's pure science. It can't not work. But, but here's the thing. It's, it's not necessarily right for everybody. You know, uh, yes, it works on everybody. But I see that for, this is only for driven people. And, and I'll give you an example of, of why I say that. Um, about four years ago, I uh, went and met Darren Hardy, who I think is the top expert in the world on on success. Do you know who Darren Hardy is? I don't offhand. I do not. Well, he's a pretty amazing guy. He used to be the editor of Success Magazine. And, uh, I mean, truly amazing guy. And and a lot of people consider him the top expert in the world on success. So I go and I meet him four years ago because I wanted to see if there was anything similar to this. Uh, and uh, it, it Maybe maybe he would see a flaw in it or something. But so I sit down with him, and he looks at it, and he looks at our template, and and uh, he goes, you know, this is good. And then he looks at it closer and goes, wow, this is really good. But he says, John, people aren't going to spend twelve minutes a day on this. And I'm like, Darren, how the heck can that be? You know, at at twenty five x my income, Time Magazine did a cover story on the science behind this. Um, 
we're applying the simple concept at the top of the world on success. I'm like, how are people not going to spend 12 friggin' minutes a day on this? And he goes, John, you're new to the success business. He says, the dirty little secret is that most people won't do anything to impact their success and achievement in life. He says, you've got to find people that are driven where, where a higher level of success is an absolute necessity. He says, you know, for most people, it's just merely a preference. And, you know, that was so enlightening to me and, and proved to be so true. And, you know, so as I, as, as we, my partner and I work with clients, the main thing we're looking for is people that are driven because the 12 minutes a day is easy. The hard part is creating that clarity in their situation. Now, we help them with that, but we're, we're all about impact. And if we don't sense that they're driven, you know, they're not a good fit for us because our goal is always to double the income our client made last year. And, and if we don't think we can do that, we won't take them as a client. And, so, and, and also, we give a money-back guarantee. So we got to be sure that they're going to do the work and, and, and so that's a key part of what we do. But it, this is only for driven people. Are there key indicators or, or do you get tipped off quickly um, when, you're, when you're meeting those, those folks and, and can tell whether there's someone where the rubber's actually going to meet the road on, on these principles? You know, that's a great question. Um, uh, you know, from doing this long enough, uh, we pretty well know. And, and, you know, sometimes people go, I don't know if I'm driven or not. Well, if they're wondering about it, they're not driven. I mean, you know, you know it. You know if you are, you're not. You know, I just I just taught my class yesterday at the University of Texas full of 20-year-olds, and, and we're having that discussion of, of do you think you're driven or not? Because I didn't know. I don't know. You know, at 20, I don't know if I thought I was driven or not. But I see that they they think they are, a lot of them. Not all of them, obviously, but but. I thought that that whole idea of are you driven or not is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So you've mentioned this template a couple of times. So can we dig into that a little bit of how you come alongside and really the the nuts and bolts of helping this driven person, you know, create this clarity and these goals uh, and how uh, I think you mentioned quarterly earlier, but how, how frequently you go through this process as well. Well, you know, basically we're creating clarity to a level that most people have have never dug in that that deeply. And and I think it really takes sort of this back and forth between us and our clients. Uh, because you can you can give them the questionnaire and they can do it on their own. But you know, I think it's that third party pulling it out and, and going, come on, I need that clarity, but I also need it more specific because if I'm gonna influence your your subconscious mind again. It's got to be specific, so we can't have it being too general, which is what ends up happening initially. And so uh, that, that's sort of how it works is, is, is once we get that clarity to the degree that we want, then we put that clarity on our template. And, and, then, and then once it's on the template, it evolves and, and uh uh, with them, you know, they'll they'll make uh, changes to it on an ongoing basis, big changes on a quarterly basis, but sort of ongoing changes uh, 
throughout the process. And, you know, one of the things that we see with this is it gives people an immense sense of control over their life to a level beyond what they've ever experienced before because, you know, they're having real clarity about here's who I am. Here's my top three values. Here's what I'm about. Uh, here's how I am with, in my marriage. Here's how, here's my goals in my business. And, you know, in the, in the business, we'll have them define uh, what my business looks like three years from now, the uh, four or five milestones to get there, the strategy for success, the two or three things that move the needle, your succinct business plan, um, uh, the linchpin issue to go to the next level. You know, there's like six or seven key things. And you can imagine if you're creating immense clarity with that and you're feeding it to yourself every day, of course you feel this amazing sense of control over your life. And I see that that what we all want more than anything else is control over our life because we oftentimes don't, don't feel it. And that's why stress just goes away when you do this because, you know, stress is always related to your sense of control over your life. Does that, does that make sense? Of course. It goes back to that, that wi- original wiring you mentioned earlier if we're – constantly afraid and, and looking for threats and if we can eliminate that and feel like we're setting our own course that that stress starts to diminish right you know well, i'll give you an example you know we talked about we're talking about money but i'll show you how how this how this sort of happens automatically without thinking and this just happened not too long ago so i was going to go to uh san antonio to visit with uh, one of my clients my wife was going to join me and san antonio is about 90 miles from Austin. So I tell Ginger, I go, listen, just meet me at Starbucks and we'll, we'll drive off together. So, so I go and I get to Starbucks before she does. And it's around Christmas. And, uh, so I decide I'm going to have a brownie. Well, I, uh, I have that brownie and I'm eating that brownie. And one of the things that I feed myself in my 12 minutes today is that I'm aware of everything I put in my mouth, okay? So I'm eating that brownie, and I'm aware of it, and the brownie's not very good. I'm aware of that, but I finished the brownie. And so uh, we we get in the car, we go to San Antonio. I don't feel very good. I've certainly lost my appetite. And I get home that night, and I'm like, I'm gonna change my template, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna change it one word from I'm, instead of aware, uh, I'm uh, evaluating everything I put in my mouth. Instead of being aware of everything I'm putting in my mouth, I'm now evaluating. Well, the next day, Gentry and I go and meet her son for dinner at a Mexican food restaurant, and I order tacos, and they come. And then <laughs> they're not very good. And again, and but this time, I'm uh, evaluating what I'm putting in my mouth. This time, I just slide those tacos away, and I don't eat another bite of it. And and all this happens automatically without thinking. And you know that that night, I'm laying in bed. I'm like, wow, that is amazing. How how I'm I'm reprogramming my autopilot and changing one word changes the behavior of eating the whole thing versus 
pushing it away. And, and you know, you see how, how powerful I think this is. That's so interesting, that example, because listening to it, I'm thinking, you know, it's it's powerful how conscious you've become of, you know, such a broader spectrum of what's going on mm-hmm. you know, with you and around you. But you describe it as it's happening without me thinking. So, you know, it, it goes back to, you know, what we've been talking about from the beginning of making your subconscious more conscious and but still, you know, uh, letting it leverage you toward towards your goals rather than away from them. Right, um, right. Two, that you've built all these practices in your life on a daily basis where you don't wait for the next quarter to make that change. You you make the change the next night and you're implementing it the very next day. Well, you know, you're growing and evolving. And, you know, sort of once you open this this rabbit hole of clarity, you know, there's always another layer of, of clarity. But you can't get to that next level of clarity until you get to the the previous level of clarity. And and, uh, you know, I see that it impacts my marriage uh, big time. And, and, you know, for your, for your audience, I have something to, because I, I, I hopefully everybody finds this interesting. But how do, so how do we sort of dip our toe in the water? Um, and, and here's what I, I, I have for you. Um, I want to teach your audience how to set aside time to just think, to, to deep think. And, and this is a habit that the top entrepreneurs in the world do, like Elon Musk and, and Bill Gates. And, and but it's, it's something few people do. And, and, you know, I love that your audience is in the real estate business because, you know, that's where I started. And I see how powerful this idea of thinking two times a week is. And, and here's how you do it. So, first of all, you got each thinking session is going to be about 30 minutes. So you decide where am I going to do it or when I'm going to do it probably first. Uh, I do it on Wednesday mornings and Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings, uh, Wednesday because you're halfway through your week and the weekend because you're, you're just more reflective. Then where are you going to do it? Um, usually your most comfortable place in your house. Like I live on Lake Austin and have a deck that's on the lake. And, and so I go out there, but where, wherever you, want to do it that's your like favorite place uh not your normal workstation but but your favorite place and then um each session each thinking session is going to be 30 minutes long and and it's there's three three steps to this so the first 10 minutes and oh you're you're as you're staring down at your thinking tablet, which is basically a blank sheets of paper with uh, in a nice leather binder. So as you're staring those uh, that that blank sheets of paper, first ten minutes, just write whatever comes to you, whatever comes in your head, just write it down, and stuff will come. Then the second part: figure out a question to ask yourself, uh, and write that question down. And then answer that question. Um, again, it's important to write that question down and then answer that question. And that probably will take, your, the answer will probably take you 20 minutes. And then at the end of this thinking session, you draw a line and the last thing you write and you um, uh, list the two or three takeaways. And then you also list the two or three action steps. And then you take 
those action steps and putting them on, put them on next week's to do. So you're connecting your thinking to taking actions. And the reason this, this works guys is because when you're, again, you're proactively influencing your subconscious mind. And what happens is let's say you get your week going on Monday and, and a lot is coming at you. You know, you're talking to people, you're learning things, but in the moment you don't necessarily understand what's the significance of what you just learned and the conversation you just had to your life. But you give your subconscious mind a couple of days to process it and a venue to feed it back up to you. Watch what happens. And, you know, I'll give you an example of this. Uh, I had a client uh, that's up in Portland. He's in, a lot of my clients are in the real estate business. He's, He's in the storage facility business. And he makes a couple of million dollars a year. You know, half my clients are making uh, seven figures a year. Half of them are want to make it, particularly are, you know, making six figures a year. Anyway, so he becomes a client and we're going through this clarity thing. And I, I, uh, I tell him, we'll do a thinking session on what moves the needle. Well, he does a thing session. He comes back and tells me, he says, you know, I think what moves the needle is uh, getting properties that I've already acquired, finished, and producing income. That's what moves the needle. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think so. Just from my standpoint, I don't think so. I said, so, so wait, let's do a thinking session together. So we, we get into it, and I ask him the question as I go, what's what's uh, your special talent he goes well you know i can see opportunities in stories that other people can't so i'm like okay let's just cogitate on that for a minute and not talk and so we remain quiet for a couple of minutes and i go well, what did you know i think what makes it what moves the needle in your business is is getting more properties in your evaluation pipeline and and having metrics around that and a monthly goal. Well, he took that one idea, which was already in his head, and he applied it. Now he's gone from making $2 million a year to $4 million a year, primarily from that one thing. And again, you know, he's the one that's talented. He just had to see at a deeper level what what, uh, made the difference. Power of that intentional time, which slips away from us um, in like you said, it's leveraging all the processing going on behind the scenes and taking a step away and really then uh, coming, becoming conscious of what we truly know and, and making use of it. Right, right. And, and, you know, for your audience, here's what I got. I got a, about a, uh, uh, a short video that explains this process of setting aside time to deep think two times a week. Uh, the video will explain it in more detail. Also, a uh, um, uh, the the questions to ask yourself to, to clue you into it and also an easy way to buy your thinking tablet through Amazon. I think it costs like 15 bucks. And, uh, but this is such a game changer. And, and you know, the, the key to this is this is not just, well, okay, I'm going to think twice a week. The bigger picture here is this the, is the initial step to proactively and with intention influencing your subconscious mind because again that's what the top of the world on success is all about and i and i think 
our methodology is is how you do it. And this is sort of that first step into it. Fantastic. Where can they find that video? Uh, you know, uh, they can go to thinkitbeit.com uh, CD for construction destruction. Uh, we're going to set up a, a separate landing page for, for your uh, uh, your audience. And so uh, if you put it in the show notes, but thinkitbeit.com C, slash CD. Yes, we will we will link to that in the show notes uh, and excited to visit it myself. Uh, so that's the twice a week practice, twice a week, 30 minutes to, to walk through that, that deep thinking exercise. Um, Want to ask uh, here, uh, though, what, what does your 12 minutes a day look like? Or, or how do you coach your clients on, on what they use that 12 minutes for after they've you know, gone through the process of creating really specific, clear goals in those three areas of their life, personal relationships, business, you know, have the action steps, have the metrics. Uh, How do they then, you know, every day, you know, take that in 12 minutes to to move it forward? Well, basically, once we create that clarity, we put it on our template and then they, and they can physically hold the template in one hand, which is pretty cool because you're holding your life in one hand and they just read the template. And, and they're just feeding it to themselves every day. So that's essentially how it works. So, and I'm sure as part of that, you can't help but kind of visualize it in your, in your mind, what that's going to look like, what that's going to feel like, and, and uh, start dreaming about all the changes that then come from it. Yeah, and, and you know, that's a good point. You know, you're, you're reading it, and, and which then causes you to sort of visualize it. You know, you're <clears throat> basically priming the pump. I mean, like what you're doing with uh, your your vision board, um, you know that that's that's pure visualization. But I think that, that what makes it more effective is when you give give it more detail and and specificity uh, to it through like this, uh, and and then you're really priming the pump for for seeing the life at a deeper level, and you're you're actually through science, impacting your daily action. Fantastic. John, we are nearing the end of our time together. This has been uh, powerful, just uh, hearing and having this kind of roadmap begun uh, to lay out for us of how taking these intentional steps, you know, having the drive and discipline to take just, you know, small amounts of time each day to be intentional and what that can do for for our lives moving forward. Before we wrap up, is there anything that uh, you had that you wanted to touch on that we, we haven't touched on yet? You know, w- one thing that I'll, I'll share with you maybe to, to end this is, is something that just happened to me not too long ago that, that I think would be instructive. Um, so my stepdaughter, Hannah, had a baby uh, like uh, right around Christmas. I guess it's like the week before Christmas. And so Ginger and I go over there the day uh, after the baby's born and we're over at her house and, and uh uh, Ginger and Hannah leave me alone with the baby. And so I'm sitting there holding that precious little boy, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, how precious life is. And 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 he's going to live to be uh, 100 years, you know. Think about that. Most, most babies today will live to be 100 years old. And there's going to be a lot of stuff that happens. But what he makes of his life is going to come down to him taking control of his life and making his life what he wants it as opposed to, you know, letting life just happen. 
and his ongoing mindset. And and so, you know, I I you know, I'm I'm thinking about that. And I guess the the, the message for your audience is your life is precious. And if you're feeling the scarcity of time, like I was at 50, you got to step up and make your life what you want it. And, and you can't keep on doing what you've been doing because you can get the same results. And and I find that this is a uh, new way of doing life, a new way of being an entrepreneur. And, and you know, just, just imagine playing the game of life with full control of your life and where you're influencing your autopilot. And so if this interests you, I want to help you because I feel so honored and blessed by what this has done to my life. I want to help other people. That's how I honor the blessings I have. Beautiful. Thank you, John. And if someone wants to connect with you to, to get that help and support, uh, how is the best way to, to go about connecting with you? Just john at thinkitbeit.com. John at thinkitbeit.com. We'll include that in the show notes as well. Uh, before we finish, the, the last thing we hear, have here on construction disruption is a, a little bit of a lighthearted ending to each of our conversations that we call our rapid fire question round, uh, where the questions range from a little more. Uh, more silly, some a little more serious. Uh, audience, uh, John does not know if he agrees to answer these questions, any of these questions coming ahead of time. Uh, but John, are you willing to answer our rapid fire questions here today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. So uh, Ryan and I are going to alter, uh, alternate on these. We have seven total. So, the- so you're going to t- double team me. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Well, I'm ready for you guys. <laughs> Here we go. Well, and this one, uh, appropriate for you since you do teach a class, but uh, maybe if you were to teach a class other than what you're teaching currently at uh, uh, University of Austin, if you were a school teacher, what subject would you teach? You know, great question. It's funny. I'm going to teach my class how to find their mate in life and how to have a great relationship with their mate. Which, you know, think about it, 20 years old, they're clueless about that. <laughs> but it's, it's so important in life. Beautiful. Yeah. What do you think is one of the most important things one person can say to another? Wow. That's a good question. Let me think about that. You know, I tell you, I think that one of the things that's powerful is uh, when you're talking to somebody, you have a different perspective than they do in on life. You know, and I get this just happened yesterday. Uh, you know, mine. Uh, I'm at the doctor's office, and the and the little girl that's doing the test, and I spent an hour with her. She's 35 years old, and she tells me that she's been a receptionist for you know 15 years, and now she's she's moving up. And I'm like, you know, that is great that you've had the perspective to to you know, step back from your life and see that you want more. And so to answer your question, I think giving people perspective, but you got to meet them where they are, not necessarily where you are, but where they are. So they can see things about their life that they're probably too close to it. I see this all the time with my clients. You know, they're so close to it, they can't see the forest for the trees. So I hope that answers the question. It does. Yeah. Great answer. If you had the opportunity to take an unusual mode of transportation, something you've never taken before and probably never will, what would it be? An unusual mode of transportation. 
you know, <laughs> this may be out there, but I think, uh, you know, uh, transporting your mind to uh, another place is a pretty interesting idea. Uh, a few years ago, I met a guy that uh, worked for the CIA, and uh, uh, I, went, I met him at the Monroe Institute, and he, and, and they, he was a guy that ran the CIA's department for um, um, uh, transporting mentally to another place. They call it remote viewing. And so that'd be it for me. Interesting. I'm going to look up remote viewing. So I love that. Good answer. He told me, can I tell you one other thing that just blew me away? For sure. You know, so I spent like six or seven hours with him and he tells me, I said, okay, you're, you obviously work for the CIA. You know, a lot of stuff. I don't know if you can tell me this, but you believe in UFOs. He said, yeah, I've experienced a UFO. You, do, do, do I have some time to tell you this quick story? Yeah, go for now. We, we have to hear it now, for sure. Uh. <laughs> right, right. So, so uh, yeah, I said, really? You experience? Yeah. He says, so I'm, I'm stationed is in the military, out in, in, the, in the area around uh, Bermuda. And, and the military, the U.S. military is out there because ships get lost. Not not the Bermuda Triangle, but they you know they so they have a purpose out there. He says one day he's out there one night with a buddy of his, and and again this isn't a flight. This guy literally is the top guy in the U.S. military that did remote remote viewing. So he's he's anything but a crackpot. And he says they're walking on the beach. All of a sudden, this. Um, this orb comes down and uh, it's about a hundred feet above them. And it's just unbelievable. They don't, and it's, it's hovering for about a minute and then it, it takes off and it takes turns that are impossible for a spacecraft. Well, they're like blown away. They go back to their barracks and in the middle of the night, one of them gets up and has to go to the infirmary because he's feeling terrible and they get, he gets in there and they go, well, you have been exposed to massive amounts of radiation. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, and they go, what, what happened? Well, they don't, he and his buddy don't really want to tell him what happened because, you know, that just sounds too unreal and, and it could hurt their sure. military uh, career. And, you know, I almost hesitate to tell that story because it sounds so far out that I'm just telling you, that's what he told me. And, uh, I thought, wow, that is interesting. That's the closest I've ever gotten to really getting any sort of inside information on, on that. So whatever that's for. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm happy. I've heard that story or wish I would. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you shared. I I am pretty sure I saw a UFO when I was younger, and I've always questioned my <laughs> what I saw. Really? But yeah, the more right. I, I right, that's interesting. Did you really? Yes, I, I believe I did. I was sleeping, and uh, there was a bright light or something that kind of woke me up. And I looked out my window, and it was this huge bright light. And then it like shrunk 
very quickly in phases, I guess. I don't know, but I never, I didn't tell anybody about it forever because I'm like, oh no, I was just seeing things. And, but the more I, I think about it, I'm, I, I don't know. I woke up with a weird feeling too. Right. Well, you know, there's, you know, we think we know everything. Yeah. You know, we, we know so little, right. you know, I, I, and I, I tell you, I think in the next 10 or 15 years, sort of the, of course, I'm biased because this is what I do, but I think you're going to see people, science is going to prove more and more of this power of the subconscious mind to where, to a large degree, what we're talking today is going to be mainstream in, uh, you know, 15 years from now. So we got to get on it early. That way we're, the, we're leading the way on, on <laughs> rather than getting lapped on someone else harnessing it. Well, you know, like I told my class yesterday, I said, listen, you want to be, you want to have the average life and do what everybody else does. You want the exceptional life, do what most people are not going to do. A lot of truth in that. All right, back to rapid fire. Okay. If you were to name your daily driver, what would you name it? My daily driver? Yeah, like a car. You talking about the type of car or the, the, my, the driver? If you were going to give it a name, if you were going to name your car, what would you name oh, it? Oh, okay. Uh, well, well, I call it the Batmobile because <laughs> I have a Lexus uh, LC500 and it looks like the Batmobile. Nice. When you were a child, what did you want to have as your grown-up career? Boy, that's a great question. Um, you know, I was into sports, and so I probably wanted to be the uh, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, that's that's interesting. That's a What's tough the one. Worst What's the worst advice I've ever been given? I'd say get along with everybody. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, nothing happens if you get along. But yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Maybe that's that's uh, uh, in some cases uh, not helpful. But I see that don't just accept things for the way they are. Sure, harmony does not always equal best for all everybody involved. Right. Last one, question number seven. If you <laughs> if you had to eat a crayon, what color would you choose? Yellow. That's a good answer. That was quick. Why why yellow? I don't know. I just I think yellow is my favorite color. Good. I love what you're doing here. I, this is cool. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Miller couldn't join us. Todd couldn't join us for uh, the interview, but he joined us with the rapid fire questions. So we'll get oh, to okay. ask him next time what color of a crayon he would eat if he had to eat <laughs> one. <laughs> so, John, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, such powerful content. Uh, you know, packaged first and foremost in your in your heart for people um what they can do for their lives and the lives for people around them um i just i love that message that preciousness of life that uh, you shared uh, holding that baby and and how we can then um care for ourselves reminding ourselves that our lives are precious and, and the lives of our family and colleagues and everyone else we come in contact with so uh thank you so much for your time today and uh yeah so appreciate what you're doing okay thank you fantastic thank you those of you who are listening as well for joining us for another uh episode of construction disruption uh if you would if you are enjoying this time with us we ask that you leave a review rating on apple podcasts youtube or wherever else uh, you are 
consuming this podcast. Until we are back together once again, encourage you uh, to yourself, uh, whoever you are coming in contact with, uh, make a difference out in the world, make someone smile, provide some encouragement. Uh, So much good can be done uh, if we all make that our goal and focus. Uh, So until the next episode of Construction Disruption, uh, take care, God bless, and uh, look forward to our next time together. (laughs) 